What's up, y'all? I'm so excited. So I invited a guest. His name is Greg on the podcast. And listen, the levels of this conversation got so deep that this had to have an episode all on its own. Um, so what I'm doing is is I'm inviting more guests and people to kind of just join me in having conversations. I think it's good to hear different perspectives because everyone has them, regardless if you agree or not. Um, everyone has a different um, perspective. And what really moved me is to talk to um, to men first um, was because, you know, the current climate of the Me Too movement um, and just how, you know, things are evolving. And, you know, I feel like women are just doing a lot of great things and men aren't necessarily like looked at as I mean, some people have saying like they don't feel like, OK, men are needed anymore because Women have the jobs, they have all these things, they have all these things where like the man's role is being, I want to say diminished, but in a way kind of like they're, they don't matter. Um, so I'm just having conversations with men, um, just from different backgrounds that do different things, just to kind of hear how they feel about love, relationships, um, navigating life through this Me Too, you know, movement, even ones with kids and how that affects, you know, them raising their children and just having real conversations. So, you know, and just talking to Greg, he really just, oh my gosh, he just really opened up and the conversation evolved. And I'm just super, super excited to share it with you. And yeah, stay tuned for some more. Welcome to the Uncomfortably Reborn African Podcast. Did I ever tell you guys that I lost over 60 pounds? Yes, over 60 pounds. And people see me today and they're like, you miss go hard and miss watch what you eat and so on. Yes, that's me. I had a moment in my life that I was going through a journey of transforming because I had gotten to the point where I neglected myself so much that I was overweight, not just physically, but also mentally. So as I went on this journey, I happened to lose over 60 pounds and I got on a great meal plan and I became a part of an amazing community. And I just got inspired to help other people do the same. So I would love to support you in that area because again, we're not just going to work on your physical transformation. We're going to work, work on that mental transformation because although you might lose weight physically, you also need to release the weight of the mental weight that you have holding you down. So go to my site or shoot me an email. My website is aishathomas.goherbalife.com. That's A-I-S-H-A Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S dot go herbalife h-e-r-b-a-l-i-f-e dot com or email me at journeyfitnesslove at gmail.com that's j-o-u-r-n-e-y fitness f-i-t-n-e-s-s love l-o-v-e at gmail.com and let's get on this journey it's never too late you can still eat good over the holidays but also manage it where you're still reaching your goal so go on there do your free wellness profile or shoot me an email and let's get started What's up? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yay! Greg, what's good? Good. How you doing? I'm good. It's funny because, like, this is our first time talking on the phone. <laughs> no. Today. I'm pretty good. Can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Just, you know, long day. Now I'm just, like, finally got the kids to bed and I'm just, like, relaxing. So, what about you? How was the gym? 
it was uh it was all right it was all right i didn't bother but other than that it was cool oh that's unfortunate okay well let's hop right into it so let me tell y'all about greg right so i i I typically go on and i do my social media like you know hustle like just looking for people who are like might look like they're interested in maybe being personal trainers or have a love for fitness and i ran across his page but what grabbed my attention is he had like hashtag black women matter and i was like oh i gotta get to know this person like huh he seems like he really has like you know, I, I'm always interested to like get to know people on a deeper level, um, especially if you're trying to like build a business or you're trying to connect with people to like become business partners. I mean, you ultimately are end up going to have a like a close relationship with somebody if you're trying to build a business. So I was like, let me hit him up. And like, you know, we've been talking on text and it's been really, really dope. Um, he's a father. He has some awesome music out there. If you guys go to SoundCloud, check out Blackitarian. Dope. Great messages. And yeah, um, that's how we connected, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it happened. So I just want to start it off with like, um, as we have all seen, Kanye meets with Trump. And I know, you know, there's a political aspect on things, but what are your feelings about mental health? And is Ye like, is he qualified to be talking for quote unquote black people or Chicago? Uh, mental health, um, ultimately, I mean, it's obviously bigger than it was in the past because people, especially in the black community, we would always tell people to shut that, shut that up or be quiet. You know, it wasn't something that really was discussed. So it's good that you know more people are open to discuss it and have conversations about it. Um, obviously, I feel, especially being a black person, that black people that have mental issues or any issues for their health. Uh, or anything other than mental health, we should deal with people who look like us so they can better understand our circumstances. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of articles speaking about how doctors don't care that they say that black women uh, they don't cater to black women's pain level, saying that they don't believe them. But this is something that goes back to slavery when they they gave uh, they didn't even I'm assuming I'm not sure exactly the history, but they talked about how they would give the Indians and Native Americans and black people like half the Novocaine it took to pull their teeth if they gave them any at all because they, they have high tolerance for pain. Uh-huh. So outside of, you know, I feel like with mental health being so open, we need more people who look like us that we can talk to about these issues because they'll better understand where we're coming from compared to someone who doesn't have an experience some of the things that we experience. Because a lot of things that reasons people have mental health is because of what they experience in certain households. Uh-huh. And you have to be from a particular culture to understand why these households are the way they are. As far as Kanye West, um, personally, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I'm into politics and I'm aware of a lot of things. Uh, I think that I don't really care about that in per se, because, you know, like when we discuss, I want to like smooth, separate myself from all of this because it's like, it doesn't really matter. I have to really focus on my children, but I feel with him speaking, whether he's qualified he's qualified because we're black and because hip-hop artists from the history the beginning and exception of hip-hop you know were our speakers our leaders uh-huh. our, our reporters they uh-huh. were the ones that we would go to and get knowledge from so even now in 2018 whether most rappers don't have the same information that they once did before they're still going to be seen as leaders because in the black community all our leaders get murdered or the leaders are pastors or slick or politicians 
or pimps or drug dealers, mm-hmm. you know, especially just living with in America. So when it comes to him speaking the way he spoke, he said a lot. People are in row about the like the, what they saw on video. We don't necessarily know what they did. They need to discuss it, discuss behind doors. Right. I think he's, I think he's definitely more qualified than T.I. or Snoop Dogg or any of these other rappers who talk about pimping and killing their own kind and they're scared to sit down with an old white man and have a conversation okay so 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 hold back so you 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 would say that you feel like kanye is more qualified than um those individuals because of the content of their music yes Mm. Yes. okay so uh, speak on that i mean you and and then i guess it makes sense i mean you kind of see the evolution of ti i mean ti started off as a trap trap guy kind of kicked off trap music and you see the evolution Snoop Dogg he's evolved as well I mean you see him doing a lot more um I don't necessarily know um and you know that's something great to research I mean I know he the football and giving back to the youth has become something that he's very like he's known for with the whole football league that he has um so my concern with and, and that makes sense because if you really think about the 80s I mean I came to the U.S. in the 80s um, I'm sorry, the early 90s. And, you know, you heard about, you know, people like Public Enemy, Tupac. I mean, those people spoke about so many issues within the Black community. But the, th- yeah. but the only thing I feel is different between them and Kanye is that I feel like they were really, like, more deep-rooted in what was going on. When definitely, Kanye definitely. seemed like he's been he's gotten a little bit disconnected and now he's getting the nuggets he needs. But has he gotten enough to truly... I mean, I think he can make an impact. I mean, you have a great point. I mean, look what Kim, you know, his wife Kim did. I think what she's done is still great. Like, they're still getting people out of jail. They're still bringing up things. Um, However, when it comes to, like, deep-rooted things, I mean, is it kind of like he can be the face of it and then he can funnel his information from other people? I don't... uh, He may not be as informed as he once was, or maybe he hasn't. He's not that informed. I think he has people around him who tell him some stuff that he half understands and they half understand and he half explains it mm-hmm. um, the best that he knows how. I mean, there's obviously way more qualified people in the world that can have a conversation. I mean, you got Louis Farrakhan, you got Dr. Claude Anderson, you got Dr. Neely Fuller. There's a lot of other great black you know, scholars and leaders and teachers. But a lot of them won't even want to meet with them too. Some of them and don't that, and that, and that, And that is the problem. So if we are Americans and if we are a part of this society uh-huh. if we are part of all of this then we need to be putting forth all efforts to to uh, make it better and, and try all avenues mm-hmm. at least that's why I, that's how I try to approach, approach, approach life have a perspective on all things and look at it as different ways as possible yeah. know, before I make a decision people were so quick to take pictures with Obama name drop Obama make jokes make videos do all these things about Obama but they didn't ask Obama for anything i'm trying not to cuss so excuse me so i'm like <laughs> trying not to cuss. so they didn't ask him for anything they took pictures with him and he's out of office right and now people don't want to he's our president people are american they waving the flag now they're not waving the flag and he's not now this is not our president i mean historically all presidents are racist historically all presidents are oppressive historically all presidents are disconnected from the community historically presidents have been never elected by the people They've always been elected by the people that the people elected, right. the, the parts well, yes, the electoral Yeah, Most people don't even understand that. So there's layers to all of these things. That's true. So for me, I appreciate what he's attempting to do, whether it's a dog and pony show 
he's doing more than people, you know, Meek Mill got out of jail and supposedly Donald Trump wants to set up a meeting with him for prison reform. Jay-Z says, don't sit down with him. How are we supposed to get progress if you don't want to talk to somebody who wants to talk about it? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't recall, I don't recall Obama trying to sit down and have meetings about prison reform. And I mean, regardless, of, it's like you want to wait till a Democratic president is office. What, what, what happens when a Democrat doesn't win? Yeah. Did that, I mean, that's for me, I'm not, political on that aspect why I'm aside because I don't believe in none of that stuff but I mean if I was a if it was a political party it would be blackitarian but outside of all <laughs> of that uh it doesn't the, the, the idea that uh the that that nobody will sit down and have a conversation with the person the most powerful person in office Kanye went from being called a jackass by Obama in a closed room where Obama thought he was safe around all these comfy white people and they taped him and he called him a jackass uh-huh. regardless of his actions this is a president and he's speaking directly he couldn't even have a, like a real legitimate conversation with uh, obama uh-huh. but he's here he is sitting in office with trump making trump changes had given trump shoes you know he's a racist but he's giving him black shoes he's he's changing you know i don't like i said i don't really care for a lot of these things but thinking of like back to malcolm x and Martin Luther king talking about trying to appeal to the moral conscience of the other people i don't believe conscious that's just my personal feelings but he's trying to appeal to them you know what i'm saying he's trying to meet them where they are where all these all he's a coon these people don't even know what a coon is ti and all the people calling kanye a coon are more likely to be a coon than him and term it's the term uncle tom they don't even know they haven't even read the book so they don't even know what uncle tom because uncle tom was a hero interesting he was a hero. People don't even like, people need to let people take the time to read the book. They'll know he was a hero. Well, that makes sense because it makes you think like, okay, if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were alive today, would they sit down with him? Malcolm X, I'm not sure too much. I mean, unfortunately, Malcolm X uh, passed away or he got killed or assassinated prematurely. Um, and it seemed like he was definitely like pivoting and making a change after his trip to Mecca. Um, so who knows who, we, who he would have evolved into but I do think that Martin Luther King would have probably met with him. Like, he would have met with him. I think he would have sat down and had a discussion with, with him. And that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing I battle with is kind of like, I think a lot of people have the idea like, okay, they're going to go there and they're going to be like, um, A, you know, people it instantly just cancel them. But B, they feel like they're just going to go there to kind of be like the poster child. And it's like, can you still have this conversation with him where you can say, okay, you know, you can still function in a capacity where you feel like you 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 are just being used for the black vote or you are just used to look good. And I think that's what a lot of people are weighing with. Like, if I go meet him, A, am I going to get canceled by my people? And then B, it's just, just for pictures and for press. I mean, and then like I say, I have a different perspective on all of that. The black vote. What is a black vote? It's, if we don't elect the president, what is a black vote? Mm. And so if, and talking about pictures and press and your people down, I mean, I'm black. I've been black all my life, but I've struggled and I've had to take care. There's people that's helped me and looked out for me, but overall I had to figure this out myself. So, and I was homeless for periods of time. So it's like, I'm never going to turn my, my back on black people, right. but I'm, I'm not going to live my life based off the approval of black people. Mm. It's about me. It's about, I, I got that. children. Right. And so, so it's, so I, uh, I don't know, like I said, it's not a lot of things that I agree with, but when people are like, when you want to break it down and get to like a, a conversational aspect of what he's doing, there is no such thing as the black vote. That's that's like, that's a myth to me. This is just my whole perspective. Yeah. 
And so, um, do you think it's like the people's vote? Like it's a, uh, uh, you know, like what 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 do you consider when you say you don't see a black vote? Like what do you see it as? Well, when they say black vote, they're talking about a percentage of people who vote right. for a candidate. Right. So when it comes to the president, there is no black vote. Now, a black vote, depending on where you live in America mm. and your percentage in the community and how your community is divided up in districts and congresses and all this other stuff, right. we split up. We don't live like we don't live like we did in segregation. Right. I'm saying. So a lot of the things have changed right. on how, where do, does our vote really count? Or, or are they saying we have a count that our vote counts to make us feel a part of this shit? Mm. Excuse me. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, that makes that makes a great. I mean, you you raised some great points, and that's why I said it's important to have conversations with people to hear different perspectives because. I mean, a lot of people like, I don't know about the story about Uncle Tom. I mean, now I'm interested in looking into that. Um, and like, The book is called Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah, I have to check. I've, I've heard that, like, I've heard the reference, like, people say, oh, you should read it. But I definitely want to check that out. But I think that's extremely important when we start, you know, throwing out these terms and truly, like, looking within the community and figuring out what, because I feel like after segregation or when, um, I guess, Black people were oppressed, there was more unity. We came together to do more things. And now over time where I guess we have these quote-unquote freedoms we've separated ourselves there's so much chaos within our community that you know we need to mend those things so I mean how do you feel about people are like you know um you know there's some people who just hate when people say oh well black people we have things within our community that we need to fix before we start Um, we ain't got no community Mm. We don't have a community. We don't have a community. What is a community? We don't control the police. People say when black people riot and so so called destroy their community, they're not destroying their community. How many of those businesses belong to that mm. community? Does that that's, bank belong to the community? Do they, do, do, they, do they provide loans? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like not to talk. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> in the aspects that what communities we don't own our communities majority of the things in our community don't belong to us majority of the people who own businesses do not look like us mm-hmm. so talking about fixing our communities well there's a there's, there's a we have a, our relation as black people in america our relationship with this society is different and very unique compared to everybody else we don't have land we don't have the rights as others we as much as we like walk freely and do the best that we can there's always restrictions we always deal with unnecessary situations all the time and it's more broadcasted than it has ever been before because of phones uh-huh. so when it says community where is the where's the black community that's the thing i'm saying not no little small portion of a community that's because a community is not a place that's destructive a place that's like a ghetto yes okay. I, I mean that's so they're ghetto they're not even communities if that's what we want if we want to say where we live is communities communities about uplifting bringing people together it's a consistent flow of revenue uh good schools good education at least that's the examples that we see before us and then you know if you read history that's what community was it was a collective of people coming together it wasn't destructive people weren't bringing each other down there wasn't murders over food that people weren't starving there wasn't drug addicts and if there was any of those things they were brought into the community and they were still taken care of and looked after they weren't just shunned and kicked out you know i'm saying especially in african tradition we weren't we weren't ones to just throw a person out just because of a mistake uh-huh. you know it was always uplifting of that person at least certain not all of africa but definitely certain parts at least certain things that i've read from the different people i've talked to right so so what would you say if you were going to say like if you were going to recommend like one thing you think that will help um 
I don't know, like aid in the black community kind of coming together or, you know, black people, since we, you know, again, the mindset is, yeah, we don't really have a community. What do you think would help black people come together where you can start seeing these changes and these, you know, a different mindset on things? Well, I would say, um, uh, I would say it wouldn't be one thing, it would be, I would say, two to three things and I would say family where it's like man woman and child grandmothers grandfathers separate people outside that may not be blood related but that are in your community that care for you uh and consistent uh forms of revenue um I think those two things are like the biggest things because that's like the biggest issue with a lot of families is just broken families broken homes single parent homes and that's not regardless of how well people may do it that's not what we're supposed to do it's not even a two-person job it's a family it's supposed to be a family a community of people helping raise the children it's not a one-person thing you know and i think that's the that's kind of usually the downfall because some a lot of people say you're not going to do this to my kid and i'm not going to i'm not i'm like that because i surely don't agree with going to certain places i, I want to sit down and have conversations with the people don't look like me i'm not in the community that that reflects me so it's a like i said family and a consistent stream of revenue or a consistent industry where we can like people can have jobs because if we if we got obviously if you have money there can family can stay together but you definitely need the family overall period you need man woman and child grandparents and others outside of extended family. I love that. And I, I always have that mindset. I think that it always starts with the family, regardless of the breakdowns that are happening in communities, regardless of the breaks that breakdowns happening wherever. Like I think in the household, you know, you have so much more impact there than on the outside. So I love, love that, love that. That was some great nuggets. Like I'm feeling you. Okay. Uh, power to the people. Okay. I'll see you. <laughs> Okay, well, let's transition from that 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 mess, and um, let's talk. I won't say we talk about something more serious, but um, you know, I know I, we talked about like some questions to discuss, but you know, this is something I was thinking about today. So, what what would you say, or who would you say taught you how to treat a woman? Where did you learn how to treat a woman? I would say I learned how not to treat a woman from my father. Okay. Um, far and explain how to treat your and, and explain your I won't say explain your current situation if you feel comfortable with that, but if you want to talk about that at all, you can share. But yeah, just you know, big picture. Like, how did you your interactions with women? What what was your what were you taught? I mean, most of my interactions were obviously through my dad and through like school and uh, like juvenile detention. Um, and then like, I never really talked to girls or women. I was always, I wasn't, I was, I guess I was shy. And I'm still uncomfortable to some extent. <laughs> it's only because how my father was and who he is. Cause I have some of his carrot, like some of his charisma, whatever that he's a musician and he sings and he's an asshole and he's all kinds of other things as well on top of that. So he, 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 he can wow women with what he does, uh-huh. his walk, his voice his ability to play music his his skill set that's like that was always what i've observed how i don't you know game i never really believed no such thing as shit like that but as far as interactions it's you know it was mostly 
obviously social media because that's the age I grew up in. So social media is where a lot of my interactions started with women. Uh-huh. And obviously, uh, over time, there's mistakes that are made. You see what people like or what you think people like, what they think they like and process where you learn and you don't learn. And then like, I got married because she didn't like, it was how old I was like 19, 18. I met her and it was, she did, we didn't have sex. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that it was like, oh, all women are supposed to give me sex when I first meet them. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is majority of the time, if there was ever a case where a woman would come to my house or a girl or teen, whatever age group I was in, it was a it was a, it was a ninety percent chance, uh-huh. or eighty five to ninety percent chance that sex would happen. So you were used you were used to like if you were going to say percentages, like well, nine times out of ten, you, there were some sexual interactions occurring. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so when you say and, you and her weren't having sex, are you saying that was a choice or what? That was. I mean, I pursued, and she was like, no. Mm-hmm. And I've always I respect women. You know, I never been no. I guess I grew up, my dad was all kinds of crazy and, and sometimes got abusive with women and that's some shit that I, I just wasn't with because if, if it was my mama it wouldn't I don't know where I would be right now so it's like things happen the way they happen so I've always had like a level of respect I've always had respect for women I never was like a dog at least I don't I don't feel I was obviously there's things that I've done that haven't been right but I've never been like disrespectful I'm not I couldn't it couldn't be a rape the woman said no it's not hard for me to get up and walk away it's not it's not hard for me to, to move and and separate myself you know what i'm saying uh-huh. so i have i've always had high respect even i guess that respect came from always just being shy and uncomfortable not not wanting to offend uh-huh. a woman uh-huh. not it turning into a situation that i just you know i'm not gonna hit a woman so i'm gonna be running and she's gonna be discussing and screaming and whatever the situation may be i'm not I'm not looking, that's not even the outcome is to ever put my hands on a woman. So we got married um, with the, the lack of experience and understanding of marriage and what it really supposed to mean. It, 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 was, it was beautiful when it, when it existed, especially at the beginning, but life happens. Yeah. Which, you know, you experience all kinds of different things that, that change your perspective. And overall, you know, I, I know what went wrong. I discuss it with her all the time. Um, people always say, is there a possibility of us getting back together? Unlikely. But <laughs> it's always good to, like, you know, it's good that we co-parent. Yeah. And we can get along to, to the point where we can, like, do this. Co-exist, and it's, I think, yeah. yeah, coexist. And I think, you know, everything requires a bigger person. I'm not saying she's the bigger person or I'm the bigger person. But at points, I'm bigger. And there's at points that she's bigger. Mm-hmm. And it requires... Um, it requires people to bow out or not even bow out compromise is obviously what marriage is about but then it's also about like it's a, it's a business it's a, it's more than love uh, you know, love is love and feelings will change because money deep. is not about love I feel like you know when Oprah says that's the aha moment like that is deep you know a lot of people think I remember even when I got married it was kind of like when I saw the big picture of things I kept with that mindset of love love or love can conquer all no it does not love doesn't pay the bills love mm-hmm. doesn't come into play when it's time to like resolve an argument I mean what they say that is really love like when you can like are you know where you can like get past that but it's kind of like it's so many more layers to that type of commitment that it's just not like fairy tales and butterflies that you see exactly. in these movies it's explained improper and love like yeah the bills love doesn't pay bills the love 
that you have for your family that you get up and work and mm. or do whatever necessary to pay action. the bill yes. exactly love is an action love Ooh. is not about no love is not a word mm. it's not no it's not something people people throw love around but love is really an action and that's something that I had learned from her like a lot of my like uh, I learned obviously from other people but I learned a lot that love was more because she always showed I didn't understand love I didn't have a woman in my house all I had was a father who was abusive and he was you know he, he, he was who he was so I didn't have a woman around but I had a respect but she taught me things that I didn't understand uh, and overall you know you know it's unfortunate things happen yeah where they are but like I say uh you know, it's, it's good that we can coexist. And like I say, it, t- it requires people to obviously to be a bigger person at different times. Mm-hmm. And cause it's not about us. It, and like, especially when we had children, it definitely wasn't about us. And it was like, even, even, even with people, even if they don't like each other or they don't want to be in a relationship, it's like what, it makes more sense to try to make some, make it work for the children. It's hard. It's hard to pay rent. It's hard to live. It's hard to survive. It's, and then especially having multiple children or even one child trying to do all the necessary duties now people don't think like me because i'm not interested in like giving my child the, the father or the parent duties off the people that don't look like me or may not teach my child what i want to learn right and it's like everybody has a different perspective i know what i think so for me it's like i'd rather just be with my in the house or be around where my children are and make it work because we me and I, we're gonna you two parents are gonna have to deal with each other until the children die or one of them died. Right. And 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 that's that's what that is. You know what I'm saying? So some things is just like you gotta accept it for what it is, regardless of how you may feel. Feelings change like the weather, you know, you can try to be you can be positive, you can make the best out of a situation, but overall, you know, I mean I did my children, she she bear my children. I had like I said, my whole perspective of life and how I look at things are different. Yeah. You know? So it's like she gave birth to my two children. At least I, I mean it's hard. I know. I know how hard. Like it, would, it made no sense for me to let her just move to a new city with our children. Because I was going to say mine, but our children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's not. Um, it's our. Like say, regardless of what we did, we had people lay down. I think that's the whole thing. People have it all confused. Yeah. You know. And I, I had my dad there. So that whole stereotype of fathers are not in the house my father was in my house he was there the whole time he wasn't the greatest yeah but he was there uh-huh. so I didn't I never I never understood that and my mother was she died so she couldn't be there so it wasn't like she didn't want to but yeah. if she I mean I'm sure to sure if she was alive she would but I didn't understand that and that for me it's like I can't see myself leaving as much as like as unless it's like a great opportunity to make large sums of money that overall will allow me to spend more time with my children i'm not i'm gonna do i'm gonna be right here because this is where it's at like that's they're the future they're my children they're my responsibility nothing else matters right just like and when it comes down you break everything down i can't control what nobody else does or trump or kanye or no i can only be influential in their lives and prepare them for this world mm. like that's 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 awesome so i mean so like you because you set up your schedule your work schedule where you're like present for them like you you set it up where you know you can add that extra support and I respect that a lot because I think um, a lot of women have the mindset or just from just what you see like women are 
you know, I guess, you know, you grow up with the mindset, like, you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to, like, give up everything and just be a housewife or take care of the family. So I respect any man that steps up and says, listen, I'm going to step in and do, you know, do what's necessary. I'm If you're moving, I'm moving too. A lot, of, a lot of people don't do that. And even, like, you know, you'll see, like, statistics say men will move on quicker than women because typically they're the ones that take the child and they're the ones that deal with, like, the emotional stuff longer. So, I mean, it's much respect to to you for um to do that because again there's not too many representations of that and I think again it's important to highlight that there are men out there that are doing their part and you know I mean do you I mean I'm not sure if you know the legacy or what you know happened in your father's life but a lot of times you'll see like a repeat of patterns where you know maybe your father didn't see a good example of a husband or or a good example of a father and so on and you see that continue so it's awesome that you have said, okay, listen, I'm going to be the chain breaker. I'm going to be the person that's going to do something different because when you have children like that definitely should change your perspective. So are you ever concerned? Like, do you think now, especially in the time of, I guess you can say me too, in the times of what, you know, having a voice and women's rights, um, how does it like, I mean, your, your children are pretty young, but how, how does, how do you feel like you will navigate this world moving forward you know with with situations like the me too movement with situations with okay how am I going to teach my son how to treat a woman and things like that like have you thought about that or are you just kind of like okay I'm going to just address it when it comes I mean I think the first step is him he has to respect his mother and his sister and that's how you respect women in general you respect the women that like some things are just like simple math and some people don't get it sometimes people learn different ways but I honestly it starts with like your home so for me I know that I didn't want to do what my dad did to women I didn't want him to do that to my mother and I didn't think that was cool it didn't make him feel right yeah so um I've always had respect you know what I'm saying so it just made me more reserved it almost took me back to being like a teenager where I didn't talk to females you know and that's like if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have kids probably. And that's like honestly because out of like... So you be in them DMs. Not like that, but uh, (laughs) not like that. Not like that. Not like that at all. But um, that's... I know, because I'm not... Like it's, with that happening, that just makes it more difficult. Like it's like now nah, I just wish I was still married. With with that whole movement, it's like mm. I just wish I stayed married. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I, can, I, can say, I think about that all the time. Like I know I I know a part of me before I even walked away from my marriage. That was one of the things I think about. Like I thought about like oh my gosh, I have to navigate this single life again. Um, but you know, ultimately, I, it was definitely a great decision to walk away. But it's it's real in these streets i mean i think it might be a little different because i am actually a woman and i have to you know it's different for me but yeah. still it's kind of like definitely, definitely. Um, I can only imagine. yeah navigating the dating life in 2018 going into 2019 especially for a man i can just imagine i mean it's i'm not scary. really worried i got kids i got my two children i'd be like that's the biggest thing i tell myself at the end of the day i already have children because you know i'm not for i'm not against i'm like i'm I have a different perspective and I'm not for interracial relationships, at least for me. I'm not going to say what other people should do because that's their life. I'm learning to be like, it's about what I want. For me, I'm not really worried about other people. So for me, my, I'm choose black women. It's always going to be black women. So I'm not going to just, you know, I know, especially with having children with an ex-wife, people don't like to talk about polygamy. I'm not even saying it's not even on. I have an ex-wife and I have two children with her. So 
if I start another family, I still and I don't know, not on not in the essence of well, if a man has multiple children with multiple women, that's at the end of the day, if oh. if his if a response if a, if his responsibility is it's in the Bible. It's a lot of No, that makes sense. Stuff. So you mean you're saying yeah. like, you know, I know we see polygamy in the aspect of, hey, what's up, let's all get married. But you're saying like in the aspect, like if he already has children with multiple women, like they're you guys kind of pretty much have to coexist. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have and then even what you said, people getting married. I mean, Will Smith, that's it, that's like a, a broad example of like a person taking in a family, his ex fan because I didn't even know he had an ex wife and another kid yeah. for a while. Yeah. You know, and then it came out and it was like, Oh snap, that's 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 crazy. And y'all sat there together and you made it it took time. It's like he said it was it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't it, it's not something that's gonna be easy, but that's how we learn because we don't have those examples or those schools of thought that teach us how to live. We're not going to school to learn how to change a tire or how to be in a relationship or how to balance a checkbook or how mm. to be married and how to understand feelings change or how to eat right. It's like we're not being prepared to exist. Yeah. We're just prepared to like be workers for some other people and that in itself is like the biggest issue so you got people who buy into that and say i have to work and i have to do this and i have to have this consistency and it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that then it's a problem so it it's it could it can become an issue so you know as far as like navigating with either of them it's just obviously i think it starts in the house it starts it starts right in the house with just seeing respect and learning respect but over time you know you're going to respect who respects you. you. ain't going to be none of that turn of the cheek. No offense to nobody, but it's like, I'm not with none of that uh-huh. extra. Like, don't disrespect me and I won't disrespect you because I'm. we're not coming disrespectful. I'm not coming in a disrespectful manner. So disrespect will not be tolerated. Right. And that's, that's kind of how I think everybody should be at a certain point in life. You know, you can let some things go, especially if you outnumbered or you, it doesn't, if it doesn't work in your favor, but you definitely have to let people know where you stand because that's how you hurt yourself in the in the future because you don't let people know how you feel or, or what you don't like or what you're not interested in. And I think a lot of that's the issue, you know, for me. So it's communication. With, definitely, especially with women, because I work, I never, I have certain things I've never seen. And then there's like me working at this Planet Fitness is, and being at the gym and I work at the front with women, seeing how these, you know, I'm a man, I look at women, but I have like a certain way I do it and I don't be like no creep about that shit. <laughs> so, um, dudes oh, be tripping the and then, drop now. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know not to, like there's dudes that just have like some, one of these old people would come in apparently he was like mentally ill which i don't believe and he had a caretaker and it was caretaker was his son so i was like oh so y'all doing some black people stuff you know or at least that's what we would call it whatever obviously he was getting some money some type of way but he was like harassing the women and i'm not touching you he's like because he got a pen in his hand and like that shit annoys me but for me the biggest issue was how they didn't say nothing they didn't speak up loud and i I feel like the biggest issue is people don't speak up about anything enough especially when i was abused or when i went through the stuff as a kid Mm -hmm. and all the things people don't open their mouth Mm. people don't speak up people do not speak up and it's like snitching people don't even know what snitching is the idea that people don't even speak up about the things that go on we experience and especially in black communities or i don't because i don't know no other community i'm not mexican i'm black so i understand that 
black people have experienced sexual harassment, weird ass uncles, weird ass aunties, weird ass situations. There was this movie called Antoine Fisher. Yeah. That, like went deep, deep, deep in. That's that's that was like I was like, whoa, this is on. This is this is a real movie. I couldn't even believe that this existed. And it was a whole different perspective because the whole idea is a man can't be raped or a man can't do this or this can't happen to a boy only it can happen to women and it's like it's not to say because one is worse than other it's it's fucked it's fucked up and now that's really cussing but <laughs> understanding that it's yeah. it's not it's not cool at all mm-hmm. that obviously on either side it's not cool because you know men get raped in jail you know that's like that's a big play and then oh, it happens even outside yeah it happens yeah, so it's time. like so the idea that you know that that none of that's good so people for me it's like people women have to speak up so just see, being in a place and seeing it you know what i'm saying because i'm not like i say i'm not a person that does things like i will ask is it okay if i do this or is this bothering you or if i'm doing something about let me know and i'm kind of always that type of person to like get a clarification because you know a lot of times we can there's a there's like a miscommunication and some people be liking like that video i think i sent you where some people act like they like that extra that 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 fight or where if you say I, you said stop i was just playing you know explain, i don't want you explain, to stop and explain the video for the people what was happening the video the video was um this couple they looked young mm-hmm. probably like 18 or younger and they were talking about something on social media and, and him saying that he doesn't even like this person and she said well i like him and i like him and he was like i'm gonna choke you out or i'll kill you right here on social media and she thought it was funny and yeah, and he was like literally putting his hands on her, and she just was like, yeah. "Okay, stop now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you have like too many depictions of people doing stuff like that on for comedy, for views, for joy. But it's like there's a like there's a like a stigma, or I don't even know what necessarily what to even call that. But there's that energy that exists that people actually think that's like some people like that. Yeah, you know, and for me that that's always been confusing for me. So whenever it's like I don't read, I don't understand those. So a stop is a stop, unless you say don't stop or we can keep doing whatever we're doing stop and stop and i don't speak in i'm like a very direct type of individual so and i think that's the word communication comes we have to be you know you can't be always like having when it comes to intercourse or whatever people decide to do you can't be like oh we're going to do this at this time obviously that's not how that works but even then you have to confirm and be in a line of communication so nobody feels uncomfortable yeah. and doesn't go it goes out of issue and that's as big as issue i mean for me i'm, I'm not a woman you know what i'm saying because being a man and now that homosexuality has become like really big or more open i've dealt with shit that i've like i i see how women feel i don't like that you know what i'm saying and i can't do nothing about it i can't punch a homosexual in the face for grabbing my ass or giving me a compliment or saying some shit that just is off the wall because i don't even i've never done those things to a woman i've never walked up and slapped the woman on her behind yeah or, or said some off the wall stuff unless it was like we had that type of line of communication or that connection where we we've established that so how would you feel if a woman a woman was to do that to you because i think the other flip side is like i talk about in um some of the training that we do in the military is kind of like okay i need you guys to think because they try to promote like bystander intervention like if you see something say something so i asked the question like okay if it was two females if it was a woman being aggressive to another woman because as you like you said you know we have people who you know are homosexual you have people who you know you might see it a guy on guy or you might see a woman that's the aggressor would you handle it different if they had to see it from a different perspective because what if it was a woman being aggressive to you 
a lot of people would just laugh and be like, ha, 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 you know, a girl can't take advantage of you. But no, exactly. a girl can slip a drink in, you, you know, something in your drink and take advantage of that. But, you know, I think, you know, that double standard is pretty, it's, pre- it's pretty, it's there. It's there. It definitely does. It definitely does exist. And a lot of it, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you, you mean, it's unfortunate you know double standards they 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 do exist you know and 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 sometimes they're good and most of the times they're not good at all um how does the person approach that i I mean most of the time i and this is just my personal perspective and and it's like perspective change and you learn different things it's like honestly any man because i met a dude it's funny that you brought this up i met a person he just happened to be homosexual but i i i I had already made the decision that he was gay before he told me and which was down the line. He had, I have seen certain things that made me believe he was. Mm-hmm. But when he said he was sexually harassed by a woman, I said either she's ugly or he's gay. Because most men, unless you're homosexual, or are, are not going to have a problem with an attractive woman bothering you. Just like most women, not all women. I'm not going to say all women. Yeah. I don't know. And this is just this is assuming I'm not going to have a problem with a man that they find attractive it's coming at them a certain type of way. And that's that's perspective. I could be totally wrong with this. I could be totally wrong, and I can accept that response. I can I can accept that. I also know that that is also the case because it's like I don't like I'm not I'm not aggressive and I don't necessarily have a problem with being aggressive upon but even then it's like you know and if I don't find you if I'm not attracted to you I'm not going to be comfortable with it right you know now if it's, if it's somebody that's like most of the time it's somebody attracted now when it comes to like the other side if the person doesn't voice I always like I say communication and voicing voicing how you feel I used to tell my ex-wife this all the time because she was in the military and it was women that would press upon her and I always thought that she, maybe she was interested you know what I'm saying because she was around that when she grew up and I was like you know you don't have to lie you can be honest and she was like well no I don't I'm not I don't like that and you know there would be people that would be like on her or pressing up whatever the case may be yeah making it work and I was like you need to voice vocalize that you're not you're not you're not you're not with that right you don't you're not interested you're heterosexual I'm not in- yeah exactly don't don't touch me get off of me and I think that a lot that's the start people have to vocalize most people are very like they're quiet because people don't want to be offensive so mm-hmm. sexual harassment is like sex but that shit is crazy because it's about it's like it's more of a power thing in these days yeah it's not necessarily it's not supposed to be about power but most of the time the aggressors seen as somebody who's like more whatever and the other person is like feels uncomfortable and un- afraid to express open up or express what's going on and that in itself is that that you know we have to change that power dynamic and just people have to be open and then if people express it then people got to do something about it right. a lot of time people will talk and speak out and nothing will get done and then you know there has to be like a level of proof i don't even know like say all of this is so confusing to me because it's like you know i don't Bill Cosby's in jail and that's he's in jail you know he's a, he's I feel like he's an idiot for doing what he did he got himself caught up regardless of the whatever the details are he played himself you know what I'm saying and that's just where I'm at with that whole situation you played yourself <laughs> you played yourself mm-hmm. so and I don't I don't like I said you don't put yourself in certain situations you make sure you like I said you got to navigate life you got to make smart decisions and being black black woman black male we don't have a lot of chances. We don't got a lot of choices. We don't got a lot of like extra points where we can make mistakes and get by with that. You know what I'm saying? It's only so many chances that we get and so many opportunities. And then sometimes we don't even have to be doing nothing wrong and then boom, it's over or something jams up our whole, whole, our whole situation. And that in itself is like a, a issue. You know what I'm saying? We always got to get jammed up. So it's like, 
even if you're rich or whatever, you got to be intelligent. You got to make smart decisions just because like I made a, I made an assumption that women and men will don't have to have a problem with somebody's attractive, uh, aggressive upon them or coming up, coming on to them as a, as an artist or as a person who has money, who is beautiful, who is influential, you have to have a line of communication with the people you're connecting with. Yeah. And, you know, so it don't becomes an issue because it's going to become an issue. It's like, it's like, it only made situation easy for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not the type of person to be pressing on nobody. I don't delete nothing. And I'm not the type of person that does no extra stuff anyway. But, you know, people always do drugs and do, do, do alcohol and, and different things to fill certain type of ways around yeah. certain people. And, and that in itself has to change because we have to change the definition of fun. What is fun? Fun is what children and children like to do, you know, going outside, laughing, playing, jumping around, telling jokes. That's at least that's the idea of when I think of fun. Uh-huh. And even what real happiness and joy is, is when we look at children and when we become adults, we think about going out and doing different things that we consider fun. But is it really fun or is it something that we have bought into? that everybody does and it's like a socialization thing that's like if we don't do this then we feel weird because it's like i'm not even big into sports like i used to be and it's for political and all kinds of other reasons but it's, then it's like what is it benefiting in my life it's not even it's not even it's not benefiting me you got these dudes who get hit in the head who have messed up heads and then they yeah. hit women okay. and they hit women and all it's all and then you hit the women and then they want to do something about it or they don't want to do something about it and then a person takes a kneel which is kind of ridiculous to me but outside of that they take a nail then it's the biggest issue in the world and it's like we're not even talking about the flag even though to be all the way honest that's some bull crap too so like history is a beautiful thing you know what i'm saying yeah, i mean like, people try books. to educate all the time about you know the representation of the flag and what the deeper meaning is but you know unfortunately i think when things get politicized and you know that there's a there's maybe an agenda like even like you're talking even if we go back to the whole kanye interview there were pieces of it where i was just like oh you know he's talking about chicago and and how all the mental health institutions got shut down and how they need to implement some additional things like um, the after school programs and schools being shut down and it's like you're only going to see what's like the media wants to show you so I, I do think it's like extremely again like you said it goes back to the family it goes back to what you're doing in the household because unfortunately if you live in a box where you're not um, I guess you're not being like taught correctly the only way you learn about like even for me like my parents are immigrants I grew up like I, the TV, like raised me. I mean, there were a lot of things. I mean, because of my childhood. Where are you from? I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no, it's fine. I'm from. Um, I didn't tell you where I was from. I'm no, from West, you didn't. I, I'm from West Africa. I oh wow, that's here. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm African. So um, when they migrated here, they did what typical Africans do. They they worked. They worked all the time because they had to pay bills. But I got neglected. And the TV raised me. Not only that, I came here after being abused as a child. So they kind of try to keep me in like this box because um, of what happened. So I, I learned my communication skills from TV I, or, or people in the neighborhood. There were so many things that I learned from the outside that, you know, should I feel like if, if you have a nice structure and you really are intentional about how your children are raised, what you talk about, what you teach them, like you said about communication, it has a deeper impact or even representations of fathers. If you have a good representations of, of a marriage, a marriage and you have, you know, just certain things that you're learning from the household. I feel like your parents are your first teachers, your sip, like that whole dynamic are your definitely, first teachers. And if the they're not teacher. around, then you, unfortunately you're going to be impacted by what's, you know, what's happening in the community and things like and that. Hopefully. And if you work, like I say, that's the whole idea. If you have a family and a strong, if, if the, 
if the family, let's say the family's strong, but the family has to work, you still have other people within the community that pick up and have the same core values and a whole system, whole idea of a system, a family structure, and what you may be into. Obviously, if you live next to each other, most people who live next to each other, especially in these other communities with other races of people, they have like a certain type of belief system, and they all believe certain things, and they all agree to do certain things and they all go to the meetings together so they have a like a collective it's like it takes a village exactly and that's that's like that's not a lie it it takes a village that's like it's that's like some it's not even a nugget that's the truth yeah like some things are so simple like when you said people don't uh uh people don't see certain things uh or or don't even know the certain information most of the things it's about like i think denzel washington because a lot of stuff i watch and listen to a lot of people and i read a lot of different stuff mm-hmm. and i think about some most of the time some things people say is like some things it's not even that hard some things are right in our faces and we ignore but denzel said you know most of the time when it comes to people telling things just people just come whoever says it first it's not even about the truth mm-hmm. and and then people don't even care if it's the truth as long as it appears as the truth and you know people get the truth and what appears to be the truth confused yeah and and that in itself is like people it requires research it's like i don't know or think or experience i only the only way i the reason i am is because i took the time to read books i always liked to read when mm-hmm. i was a kid i was always in the history when i was a kid because mm-hmm. i didn't see myself so for me when I got older and I had the ability to like learn, I'm on the internet and people saying, oh, this book. And I'm like, oh, I'm buying everything I can touch. And yeah. I'm reading everything I can buy and I'm watching everything I can do. And it's like, oh, I got to teach my kids this. Or, and, I, and it, it made me grow and made me look at the world as a total. It's like, I don't even, I don't even look at the same, the world the same. If I could have like the person of who I was 10 to 15 years ago and we could like stand in front of each other, we would look similar, but we would be like, yeah, like it's evolution. Is this crazy? it's ridiculous so that's awesome though um, i mean i think evolution is important i think changing is important i think you know that's why i've been like on this journey of like really pushing myself to see growth and change and have conversations and you know be more open to like just educating yourself in um a different way than what is put in front of you on tv you have to really like look into the facts read books you have to really like do what's necessary to kind of put yourself out there for you to truly like get the kind of nuggets or the type of growth that you're seeking so I I mean I think that's really really dope and I'm sure we can talk so much more and we have to do this again like I didn't know that you had this much like oomph in you like this is dope we gotta do this again we have to do this again I mean I, I, I really appreciate your time give them your IG what's your Instagram um, right now is um, was it G? You don't know your Instagram. Yeah, I mean I lost one, so I have another one. But it's G dot J dot K U N T O. Yeah, that's I like because I don't know. Every time you lose one, you can't use the same name. So something had like I said, I lost one a while ago, and I was like, wow. So. So when are you gonna G-J- put out some more music? Oh, sorry. Go, go uh, ahead. Finish with your no, no, G-J. no. Uh, oh, it's G dot J dot k-u-n-t-o um but more music soon okay sooner than sooner than later um so it's like i'm i'm getting in the process of getting everything set like because we move i move so it's like i'm possibly like i'm just do the fix do it myself because you've only been living where you're at now for what like three four months like three months Mm, yeah you're still getting yeah you're still getting adjusted so 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 no rush but yeah so let's set up like another 
you know combo and like I just appreciate you taking your time like I really like just from this conversation I'm just like oh my gosh I need to go back and do some research I feel like you I, I honestly feel like you have a perspective and a voice that needs to be like home like you really need to use it I mean, I, I don't know if people told you that before, but I think you have a voice. I think there are people who will love to hear your perspective. So you you need to, you know, you need to, you need to work that angle, but that's just, that's just me. I just, I just was really like, wow, there's some stuff, like, do you have some substance behind that? So anyway, we'll talk offline about that, <laughs> but I appreciate your time and, um, you know, we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me on. Oh yeah, of course. Talk to you later. No problem. All right. Bye. What an amazing conversation. I just love this. And again, this is just to kind of like have that open dialogue. I And I challenge you to go out and just have conversations with people. I mean, they have different life experiences, different perspectives. They might teach you something. You might have to go back and say, man, I need to do some research. But I love this. And I'm really excited. Next time I'm going to um, have my nephew on one of these. I'm really excited to talk to him. Um, he's in his early 20s and he's um, rocking dental school at the University of North Carolina. Um, so I'm just hearing from his perspective, actually being like a, you know, a young black, you know, uh, dental student that, you know, he just tells me a lot of stories from his experiences in school. And it's like, really, that's what's going on. But again, he's younger, the generation, you know, coming up um, after me. And, you know, I definitely want to pick his brain and get some some info um, about him that hopefully my sister doesn't get upset. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love these conversations. And, you know, before I get off, I just want to leave a nugget of the day that one of my support support coaches, women empowerment gave me today. And she said that like, sometimes you have to allow, you know, like your old self to die. So your gift can live. So we all have a gift. We all have something that we can do better than like, we do it easily. We do it better than the most, you know, most people can. So she's like, in order for you to really, if you have something you're passionate about, you want to do, you have to let your old self die and pour into your gift. It could be cutting hair. It could be baking pies. Marie Callender, her story was she just asked her supervisor, hey, can I bring a pie in? And when she brought the pie in, she made the pie, brought it in. It sold like hotcakes and people came in the next day like, yo, where's the pie? She went home, she made another one and it continued and continued. And it turned into um, selling slices of pie to selling whole pies. And now she's in every grocery store in the frozen food aisle. She's now has a bunch of restaurants all over the place. So, and it was just from baking pie. So don't think that you have to hit fame and be on TV to be successful. Successful. It could be simple as baking a pie, that chicken, that sandwich you know how to make. It could be that those spreadsheets that you have. You have a gift and someone needs that. You have something delicious that somebody wants to taste. So pour into your gift, die to your old self, and truly, truly, truly believe in yourself and follow your dreams. So I will be back with a podcast soon. And thank you. Check me out on IG at SalonGal83. And I will be back with another episode of the Uncomfortably Reborn African. Blessings.